Hey there, and welcome to In Sickness and in Health, a podcast about chronic illness, disability, healthcare, and mortality. I'm Kara Gale. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a health policy expert, uh, but I am a patient with about 900 pre-existing conditions. So as you can imagine, if you've been paying attention at all to what has been going on in the United States, uh, I'm pretty freaked out right now. But I've been pretty freaked out for like a while, so this uh, is nothing new. What is new is that the American Health Care Act, you may know it as Trump Care, GOP Care, Republic Care, Ryan Care, a flaming pile of garbage care, just you know, there's a lot of names floating. Not many have really stuck. Um, in a previous episode where I summarized some of the stuff that was in the bill on its first go around about a month ago, I referred to it as uh, Republicare because I felt like this is something that should sit firmly on the shoulders of the GOP at large and not any one individual, although there are certain, <laughs> there are certainly individuals who are more responsible for this than others. Uh, Trump care seems to have stuck more than anything else, which at this point I think is appropriate because it's been his ridiculous timeline that has forced all of this through so quickly. And just his general atmosphere of complete and total disregard for the people he's supposed to work for, aka all of us. Well, anyway, so with some amendments that somehow managed to make the bill worse, uh, which if it wasn't so terrifying would actually almost be impressive, they somehow managed to pass it through the House of Representatives. It passed with about a four vote difference. Last time around, uh, they didn't even bring it to a vote because they didn't have enough this time around, with some behind-closed-door deals, allegedly, although we don't know what any of them are, they went for it and they passed it. Now, because of the way that the legislative process works or is supposed to work in this country, this is not law yet. This is not anywhere near law yet. This does jeopardize what is currently the law, which is the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare. This is the time of year where insurers decide what they're going to be charging for the subsequent year. This is the time of year where they decide whether or not they're going to even offer insurance on the individual market. So we've heard a lot of predictions that the insurance markets are collapsing and that uh, Obamacare is failing, et cetera, et cetera. Without much acknowledgement from those same people that um, they have sowed an atmosphere of uncertainty and terror and just general chaos that uh, certainly does not help, if not will directly lead to these markets collapsing. And it's just, it's frustrating to see the conversation about this just spin off into so many weird different directions. We've had some really A-plus comments from congressional Republicans about their support for this bill 
and how they feel about uh, sick people and poor people. I'm not going to recount any of them because, well, I will recount one. On the first go around, Jason Chaffetz, who is a representative from Utah, made a comment about how with this bill, people are going to have to make some hard choices. Maybe they're going to have to not get that new iPhone so they can afford health care. There's a lot of things wrong with that statement, not the least of which is that I would need like 35 iPhones, like unsubsidized buying at full price, all cash, no contract iPhones to cover the cost of my health expenses in recent years. It's absurd and just illustrates just how little these people understand about healthcare in this country and how it works and what it costs, that that thought would even occur to them. Jason Chaffetz, just last week, actually, maybe it was two weeks ago, announced that he would be leaving Congress and then announced that he would be taking a leave of absence from Congress even sooner because he had to go have surgery on his ankle that he injured several years ago. There was an imminent risk of serious infection, which, of course, is a very legitimate concern for anyone's health. So he had to take a leave of absence from Congress, go home, get surgery on his pre-existing condition, and uh, came back to the Capitol yesterday wheeling in on one of those... uh, I don't know what they're called, actually, but I see people using them a lot more than crutches these days where you like rest your knee on it. It's like a little scooter thing. Just all smiles, all smiles, rushing back eagerly to uh, vote to destroy healthcare for millions of people. So Jason Chaffetz seems like a real cool guy. What a shame that he's leaving Congress. What a loss. <sighs> And, not, and we're not just talking about destroying health care for millions of people. We did eventually get a CBO score for the American Health Care Act. However, we did not get an updated CBO score for the American Health Care Act uh, that said that approximately 24 million people would be losing uh, their health insurance. Uh, we did not get an updated CBO score for the amendments that were added to the bill that made the bill worse and would further degrade health care. So we're not just talking about that. We're talking about one-sixth of our economy. One in nine people work in health care. Millions more people provide unpaid labor as caregivers. And the thing that's so frustrating about this is like, what a ridiculous waste of time. What a ridiculous waste of all of our time and all of our energy and the amount of emotional labor that we have to do to advocate on behalf of, you know, the basic humanity of human beings. Um, I find myself just so full of rage about that. It's, It's very frustrating and is limiting my ability to be articulate about the subject. But this bill can still die. In fact, it likely will die in the Senate, but the Senate may draft a whole new bill. Either way, like I mentioned before, you know, this is a climate that's not particularly conducive to stable insurance markets or any sort of stability 
the people who will ultimately pay the price for this circus act, which is really all that this is, just peacocking, um, it's going to be us. It's going to be the people who actually need the health care, the people for whom the whole the, – the, the reason healthcare exists, like, well, this would not be one sixth of our economy. People would not have all of these jobs if not for the people who need the healthcare. So the fact that we are not considered, oh, God. And then, and then I start thinking about Tom Price and the ridiculous comments that he made yesterday at that ridiculous press conference that was wildly inappropriate because you're not supposed to celebrate a bill that's only passed one chamber. Still needs to go to the Senate, pass there. Still needs to go to committee, pass there. Still needs to get voted on again, pass there. And then it goes to the president. And then he signs it. And then you get to have the party in the Rose Garden. The fact that they had a party yesterday is just so disgusting to me. But anyway, here's here's some of what Tom Price, Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services, said about the American Health Care Act yesterday. As the men and women behind us have acted upon principle, and it's the principle that patients and families and doctors ought to be making medical decisions and not Washington, D.C. It's the principle that our health care system ought to be accessible for everybody and affordable for everybody and oh, of the wow. highest quality and empower patients through transparency and accountability and choices. LOL. That's the kind of principle that these men and women act upon. And I know that's the kind of principle that the Senate will bring to the table as they move forward and deal with this piece of legislation. And I can't wait for the day, Mr. President, where we're able to come back to the White House and we're able to gather with you as you put that, pick up that pen and sign that piece of paper that will move us in a direction that will provide for patient-centered health care for Ugh. every single American. God bless you. I mean, what can I even say about that? Like, what? Yes, I actually very much agree with you, Tom Price. Patients and families and doctors ought to be making medical decisions, not Washington, D.C. I actually very much agree with you. So... Uh, maybe you can get your dirty little fingers out of, like, everything. Ugh, there's so much wrong. There's so much wrong. Like, and this is just the healthcare piece of it. And I'm not even getting into the nitty gritty of the healthcare piece of it or the implications for healthcare rights and disability rights and even employer-sponsored healthcare because most of what we're talking about about is buying healthcare on the individual market, but this is going to degrade employer sponsor health health plans too. So, I, this is not good for anyone, and this is just one tiny piece of a big, disgusting, toxic pie. <laughs> I mean, there's the whole Russia thing, which should we really be focusing on any legislation? right now, while multiple members uh, at the highest level of our government are under investigation for collusion with a foreign power to affect the outcome of an election. Like, should we really be rushing through this whole health care thing while all that's going on? Because I don't think we should. I think we should figure out what the fuck is going on first. And um, I don't know, maybe impeach some folks, maybe try some folks for treason. <laughs> Because it's not looking good. Like, there's something really wrong there. And then 
just keep piling the shit on these bogus executive orders, all of the stuff with immigration, rolling back rights for everybody. (laughs) Oh, Lord. So there are some other folks out there who are doing podcasts uh, that focus a little bit more on the policy piece of this and what have you, and are probably a lot more articulate than me. Um, I'm a little bit too close to the issue. I am a person who is alive and continues to be alive thanks to my state's expansion of Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act. Uh, And that's just one way in which I benefited from the Affordable Care Act. Uh, there There are several other provisions of the law that have significantly benefited my life and continue to. Uh, The Affordable Care Act is obviously not perfect by any stretch of the imagination and certainly needs to be improved. Um, That doesn't seem like it's going to happen. But to be honest, these people could put forth a single-payer program or some other form of universal health care and I don't think that I would be able to support that either. Even if on paper it seemed like a good idea, I don't trust these clowns with anything. Definitely not with implementing seismic shifts in health policy and how our healthcare system works. Um, Not when there are still neo-Nazis at the highest level of our government. That is not a good idea to let these people change anything. And I have I have very grave concerns about the eugenic nature of this piece of legislation and the eugenic sentiments that are bubbling up along with it and very, very grave concerns about the neo-Nazis, white supremacists, general criminals, literal evil billionaires uh, that are in our government right now. Um, I don't trust them with anything. And I think that between, you know, cuts in funding and uh, research and and Medicaid and getting people's health care rights and access to health care and dismantling of environmental programs and public health programs... I think that we, oh, and (laughs) casting doubt on uh, proven science like vaccines, I think that we are full speed ahead hurtling towards an imminent public health crisis, and that really scares the shit out of me. (laughs) Now I'm tired, and I don't want to talk anymore, but that seems like a really depressing and horrible place to leave the podcast. So... Hey, I'm actually doing another podcast, and it's fun. It's a fun one. And I I can maybe stop trying to convince people that I'm fun. It's a show called Wistful Thinking. It comes out Monday. Monday, May 8th will be our first episode, but you can uh, find five-minute promo episode out now. Uh, Listen and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, probably lots of other places where you get your podcasts. Find it at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. 
The show is called Wistful Thinking. It's me, my college roommate, Jordan. We're co-hosting the show together. And each week we have on a guest who wants to revisit a beloved piece of media from their childhood. So movies, TV, short books, uh, maybe music, something that they haven't revisited in a long time that they remember loving. Uh, we all watch it or read it and then get together and talk about it. And it has been so much fun. Because all of this healthcare stuff is so stressful and depressing, I had to like mandate fun time for myself. And this is how this is how I'm doing it. So thankfully, that plan is actually working really well because the show is so much fun. On our first episode, we'll be talking to Joey Lewandowski, who is co-founder of the Cage Club Podcast Network which is the network that the show will be on. And we watched Casper and talked about that. And we learned fun things like uh, it's Casper canon that Casper is a ghost because uh, his parents were already ghosts when they had him. So they had ghost sex and then birthed a baby ghost. Uh, and <laughs> I think that's hilarious and ridiculous. And that actually, they, they deviate from that in the movie. And you actually learn that that Casper was a young boy who passed away. But yeah, so <laughs> we're learning weird, fun things. We're uh, learning about ourselves and about the world around us. And um, it's been a real blast so far. So check that out if you need a break from all of this nonsense. When we put out episode two, I'm also going to put that out on the In Sickness and In Health feed because it is relevant to our subject matter. So uh, you can look forward to hearing that here. But if you want to go directly to the source search wistful thinking that's wistful with a t not an h wistful thinking wherever you get your podcasts and at cageclub.me of course your representatives are heading home this weekend for recess so they'll be they'll be in their their local districts hopefully and you can show up at their offices you can call their local offices you can write their local offices you can use uh, resist bot which allows you to text message uh, your representatives which then faxes them there's all sorts of ways to get in contact with your elected representatives and let them know that this is not fucking okay and i actually i literally texted that too <laughs> resist by yesterday after the vote just in all caps this is not okay regarding the healthcare vote but also literally everything else i have to say my letters have devolved uh quite a bit since the beginning of all this nonsense um but you know short and to the point right that's all that matters so um definitely do what you are able to do to let our elected representatives know that um None of this is okay, because none of it is. It's all ridiculous. It's all terrifying. <laughs> and so hang in there. Good luck out there. Stay tuned to our social media, at InSicknessPod, especially on Twitter, uh, where I keep pretty up to date with what's what's going on with all this nonsense. So if you are wondering what's happening at any given time, um, I'm probably retweeting something about it at in sickness pod 
Or you can check out our website, insicknesspod.com. And I'll talk to you again soon. Be excellent to yourselves and each other and try and stay safe out there. Bye.